Philadelphia. Hello, everybody. Uh, I am John Barchard. I am wonderfully dressed in uh, our Bell and the Birdman hoodie along with this, I don't know, maybe call me a lumberjack as well. Uh, Vince Quinn, how are you, sir? Taylor Cardenas in the internet ether uh, out there somewhere. And we are rocking and rolling on a Wednesday. We apologize for the delay, but uh, we were having a little maybe too much fun on Broad Street and... uh, and uh, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. So uh, we got a lot of takes. We got a lot of fun. And uh, Vince Quinn, have you been noticing all this, uh, this this doubt that we predicted what was going to happen? And now it's just like every other day there's like a thing that is doubting the Eagles, the quarterback, the coach. Welcome to it, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and it, it starts with all these loser 49ers fans with with all these bullshit miserable like well oh well Jalen Hurts if Brock Purdy was healthy no he fucking wasn't uh, he was he was not going to win that game you were not going to win that game the Eagles were the better team they showed you that throughout the game you lost what like thirty one to seven I mean what are we talking about it's on it's the just, ground you lost thirty one to seven it's fine it's like yeah like this was supposed to happen you know what i mean like brock purdy was was an unexpected thing he's a limited player and he couldn't go and they fell apart and it is what it is like the, the fact that they can't acknowledge that the eagles are a good team i get losing that way because you didn't get to see a full game but to say the eagles aren't good and they're not deserving and they haven't only lost one game all season with jalen hurts as their starting quarterback what else do they need to do you know, it's like, what else did this team have to do to actually prove to people that they're as good as we've known they've been all year long? 38 points against the Giants, 31 points this week. Uh, I, I don't know what the spread is for, for the game against Kansas City, but I'll just tell you, for me, eyeing this up, they're the better team. I mean, I fully expect the Eagles to go and win the Super Bowl here. They're just a better roster, and the fact that Mahomes is hurt makes it even easier. So uh, people are just going to doubt this team, and it's the best thing that could happen to them. Honestly, I, I can't and think of a better situation. I actually am going to – we'll get to the quarterback in a second, but I think Taylor tweeted this out, and he's dead on right. I actually think that doubt starts with how good Hassan Reddick is, first and foremost, which I cast doubt, I think, in the offseason. You've reminded me of that beautifully. Not as much as I've reminded you about Russell Wilson, but still. Who? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've never heard of him. Uh, he's that guy that uh, Sean Payton's going to have fun with. Uh, I just – I feel like, you know, I looked at Hassan Reddick and I just saw speed and I saw the ability to get to the quarterback and open lanes and defensive lines helping him out most of the time. I didn't really consider him close to a Micah Parsons guy, which everybody was flaunting over. But, man, I was even like, (laughs) I don't know. Would it be ridiculous to go and say he basically is what Micah Parsons should be in terms of all that? Because... That's what he's shown us this year. He's not a linebacker. He's not an edge. He is a defensive tool that, like, you can put anywhere, and you're going to get great results. And to those San Francisco fans that probably didn't think Hassan Reddick was that good, both of your quarterbacks went down because of him, basically. Uh, and your offense didn't even believe he was that much of a threat going into it. So that's a huge mistake. Then Vince Quinn told you two weeks ago that they know you can't throw the ball downfield. So what do you think is going to happen? You know, like I don't, everyone that's trying to remove credit away starts with that guy. Cause he disrupted the entire game in six plays. And that's why you paid him. That's why you paid him long-term shame on me for not understanding Jonathan Gannon's big brain and where he's going to put him and how it's going to gel at the end of the season. But 
you're talking about all those guys, including Brandon Graham, having a career year, which also just kind of goes, yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, just because there's so many great things about this team, and everything is so focused on hating the quarterback and coach that I, let them fuck them. Who? This is a great spot for the Philadelphia Eagles to be. And Jason and Kelsey has told you this himself. If the media thinks that they're not good, they always play better. Darius Slay said that this week, too. They're looking. They knew what the 49ers said. They're trying to be respectful going into a game, and the moment that they hear disrespect like Nick Bosa and his stupid-ass brother that got his ass kicked um, verbally the entire game, you don't just don't do that. And you're just adding to the fuel in the fire. So let it. That's why me, Vince, and Taylor are all sitting here going, yeah, uh, get in our mentions. Yell as much as you want to. The Giants tried that shit first. Then it was the 49ers crew. I, I can. And let me just say this. Chiefs fans are the worst shit talkers in the world. They have no idea what they're doing out there. They're just happy that Andy Reid's there, giving them Super Bowl appearances, neating ribs. So, like, it doesn't work. The doubt does, and these guys will be here to remind you in 11, 10, 9, 8 days whenever you're seeing or watching this. So, Yeah, they're going to be ready for this moment, and they're going to be ready to kill. And, and that's who they've been all year. Like all the Super Bowl stuff, that's one of those things that you worry about, right, is, oh, the distractions, and how are they going to handle that? They're going to handle it just fine. I'm not worried about that even a little bit. For everything that this team has been through, it, it, what's there to doubt? When it comes to all of that. And that's one of the great things about Jalen Hurts and the success of this team and who they are, right? It's just he's been through everything. He's incredibly calm. You've been calling him the thermostat all season. He sets the temperature and it's, it's completely dead on. I mean, look at Wentz, right? Who's sitting on his ass now as his second backup has made their way to the Super Bowl with his former team. Like that guy wasn't able to play in Philly, couldn't handle all the pressure and things that went with it. He fell apart. And, and for Jalen Hurts, he's able to handle all of this and get better to the point where he's putting out quotes where he's like, yeah, there's all these people that didn't really want me here. And now I'm going to show them is is really what he got to. I mean, it was some badass stuff that he was laying out there. He is ready for this. He's as like, as he said before, he's starving. for. It. Who do you think he's talking to there? Because I've had a couple I've been ping ponging this in my back and forth in my brain as well. Pretty much everybody he got rid of. Right. Like. I remember discussing this in the offseason with you guys where, hey, how we didn't get, like, guys' jobs, which is uh, we'll talk about with Gannon either uh, today or at some future point because I think it's the same thing is happening here. Like, he fired everyone that went and saw don't draft Jalen Hurts because that's disrespectful to Carson Wentz. And I think he's talking to all the people that wanted Denzel Mims and, yes, the fan base, and that's an easy target there too. Carson Wentz, obviously, but, man, like – Think of this all in context. Like, I've been saying revenge tour for Jalen Hurts, and that is obviously true here. This has been the biggest fucking fuck you revenge tour for Howie Roseman, right? Like, it finally happened where I remember questioning going, does he want to be the guy that wants to have Russell Wilson in here, or does he want to be the guy that caught Carson Wentz out of here and found his replacement, found an MVP, and took him to the Super Bowl? And bingo, that's where we're at here. Howie Roseman was livid, guys, livid. And there's one thing. There's only two people I don't fuck with. My brother, 
who's motivated and Howie Roseman when he's motivated. And those guys, when they have something in their head, get to work and start going to shop and cleaning out the house and doing exactly what needs to be done because, like, I've had enough. I've had enough. And the rumors about him wanting Justin Jefferson and probably getting outruled by his scouting department, or at least that it's what it sounds like to me, major fuck-up after major fuck-up after major fuck-up. Who knows if he made the decision that he wants Carson Wentz extended or not? But he made sure that there was a way out, just like he knew that there was a way out of Chip Kelly and when he tried to destroy all that stuff, too. This has been a masterful piece of work by Howie Roseman, and I don't think we understand the start to finish of this thing and the opera that he made. And now he's just sitting back with fucking brandy and cigars, kicking his feet up and going, I made this. <laughs> and right back to it with all the self-doubt, like, I'm fine if you want to doubt the quarterback, and I'm fine if you want to doubt the coach. But if you think for a second that this wasn't perfectly planned from the beginning to get the results to here, you're nuts. I don't doubt Howie Roseman. I guess that's why I'm so... Everything worked! <laughs> and people are looking at this and going, ah, it's a weak schedule, and that's why you guys are here. This was... You like no one saw this coming. No one bothered to chicken on Jalen Hurts as much as the Eagles did, and it's a whip. Sorry, guys, you lost a long time ago. You lost a year and a half before this NFC Championship game. <laughs> so I don't care what you have to say. Yeah, they did. Look, they they they've denied this the whole time. They haven't seen it, and now that it's presented in front of them again, they'd rather make excuses, say it's injuries to other teams, it is an easy schedule, rather than just admit they're wrong. And they're the wrong, the wrong about everything, the wrong about Howie Roseman, the wrong about Jalen Hurts, the wrong about the quality of this roster and everything that makes this team great. Like they're, they're just winners. They're winners all the way through, and that's one of the cool things about Howie Roseman. Because think about this too, right? What's his history? He's a Joe Banner guy. Joe Banner did nothing but get rid of players once they turned thirty. That's all he did. Look, look at the core <laughs> of this team. Who, who are these guys? I mean, it's, Joe it's ba- fucking... At Joe Banner 13 yeah, from Vince he, Quinn. Sorry, Joe. You, like, like, how we learned something from your mistakes here. Uh, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. He's held on to all of those guys. Some of those guys he's given a deal within the last year uh, to stick around a little bit longer. I mean, Brandon Graham sticking around at 34 years old, coming off an Achilles was a massive leap. And and they went for it, and he's had the best year of his career. So it, to it's be amazing. fair, sports sports science has evolved a lot then too, and athletes have evolved since then too. And yes, but man, like you're, kind of, yeah, I'm, I don't disagree. <laughs> These guys have been on the team for over ten years for the most part. Like uh, to have guys that have been around like that, and they've been through a Super Bowl era. You were able to still have a window of all these guys playing at a high level to get you into another window and be centerpieces still, functional, high-quality Hall of Fame players in some of these cases on your roster is nothing short of amazing. And and then let's say whatever the worst-case scenario is, right? Brandon Graham retires, Kelsey retires, they let Fletcher Cox go, like whatever it is, all those guys are gone. Uh, look at the core of this team. I mean, uh, Dallas Goddard's what, 25 years old? A.J. Brown, 25 years old? Devontae Smith's like 23 or 24? Jalen Hurts is 24? You're going to have Landon Dickerson right now. Maybe he's 24 years old. My lot is 24, 25. Like, all of these players in so many different places. Josh Sweat, Avante Maddox, assuming they re-sign Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You've got young players 
all over the place, and they've all been in a locker room that these guys built and maintained, and and now you're going to be able to pass that off so gracefully. Like, winning culture is a real thing, and and the Eagles can just keep passing that down and passing that down and passing that down, and, and that's a big part of the reason why they're here as well, and that's, that's how we're keeping these guys in. And every single one of those young players that you mentioned for the most point and I'll include Howie Roseman in this, even though, yeah, he's young for a general manager. So that, that works in dog years or something like that. Somebody figured that out. But uh, all of these guys are so annoying. They're annoyingly good at their jobs. And they are fucking annoyingly good at talking shit on the field, obviously. If Trent Williams is f- fucking throwing you down and being like, I've had enough. I've had enough. And they were chippy from the start. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson is probably one of the best. I mean, I don't think it kind of like showed up in highlights, but I urge you just to go look at a little bit of film and just look at what he's doing. Every Almost every other snap is in somebody's ear, like begging you to get in their face to throw a flag. And I don't know how he does it, but they're all awesome at it. Jalen Hurts, too, is just an annoying, annoying. And I'm, gonna, I'm not trying to make T an, an enemy on this podcast. Uh, but he did say to me, he did think Jalen Hurts played a bad game. Uh, so is that, is, I just want to make sure you want to stand by that statement, but because then my points after that, did he have a bad game on Sunday in your opinion, T, uh, for Jalen Hurts' standards? Yeah, absolutely. Like the throws were not great. There was a ton of throwaways. Uh, his best play really shouldn't have counted uh, the fourth and three. Um, Shout out all the Cowboys fans trying to defend Des for uh, years, and then we get that, by the way. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Anyway, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the best – probably best part about the game is his runs that led to him scoring the rushing touchdown. But, like, even then, like, dude, that's how you missed games. Like, you don't think these guys are pissed? You guys don't think they want to, like, make sure they get you tackled? Like, if it's not going out of bounds – I don't want him taking those chances. Like, it's too much on the line. Yeah, and, and Vince, you you kind of agree with that? You think Jalen played, like, a, a meh kind of game after looking back on it? Yeah, it was a meh game for his standards. I mean, the guy, we, we he's been an MVP of the league if he didn't miss a couple of games. So, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't an impressive game. Part of that was San Francisco was really good. Part of it was he was off, and I, th- I think it took him a long time to really feel comfortable in the pocket and making throws down the field. So, yeah, he didn't play well, but the thing is, a, a mad game for Jalen Hurts. He doesn't turn the ball over, and he still makes generally positive plays. So I, I, you can't kill the guy. Like, that's how good he is. He has an off game, and they still score 31 points. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And and the Kansas City matchup's only going to be easier. So I have no reason to think it's going to be a problem again. And that's my whole point in this, is because they're annoying the Eagles offensive line is so good that Jalen Hurts is going to continue to annoy you because there's also 700 pounds of force behind his legs as well. And no one wants, again, this is what happens with quarterbacks, especially when they're developing and young and like he's taken an amazing leap. He's still clearly injured. He has said that out loud. He is still not going to be as crisp on those uh, downfield throws. And I think that's what we saw against San Francisco too. And Yet, they are able to turn and flip the script, yes, with some penalties that are are in there, and wah, 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 you know, it happens in every game, but uh, they go out there and dominate, and he does too, once he gets warmed up, and once he gets his legs going, and like, you're going to have an off day, and I don't even know if it was an off day against the Giants, or it was just easier to run the football, 
I think that's what Jalen doesn't give a shit. Jalen doesn't care. He just just go win the football game. Hey, if it's not me and I, and I don't have it throwing or if San Francisco is there, let's turn on the Jets and, and clobber these dudes. And the only reason why they're allowed to get away with that is because the offensive line. 100% agree. But it doesn't take away Jalen Hurts' ability to literally do everything else as a quarterback. It's just not as sharp and it's not going to be as crisp. And I would say the biggest thing from, from Sunday that – if he just stayed in the pocket for an extra second or two, I think he would have felt more comfortable. But that that tells me as well that like he's very conscious of getting hit and I I whatever. Like I would rather have you healthy and make mistakes by breaking your own pocket and <laughs> getting to the next play than doing anything else and that's what pisses everybody off. He's too fucking smart, and like you say, Vince Quinn, it's not Lamar, it's not Patrick, it's not Joe, it's not all these guys being like, wow, they can't understand that there's this developing smart quarterback who's elite at running the football still. And until the other part of his game comes to his prime when he's 26 and 27 where he can utilize his arm more than his legs or vice versa or equally, this is going to continue to be annoying, and it's going to continue to create immense doubt, and I welcome all of it. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the amount of 49ers comments that I saw where it was like, well, he's still a running back that's playing quarterback. Shut up, losers. I mean, what, what a pathetic thing to say. You clearly haven't watched him play football all year, and that's fine. But you can't look at a guy like that and say he's just a running back when you're playing with Brock Purdy. He's throwing the ball 12 yards down the field to guys that are wide open, and they're getting yards after the catch. Like, what is Brock Purdy then? Let's let's evaluate that. So the whole thing's stupid. Yeah, Jalen just gets better. And, and one of the big storylines going into this year, I mean, look, second year in the system, right? Like, they gave him a second year. He kept all this staff together. Most of this staff, it looks like for now, is going to carry over to next year. He's going to get better. So it, it's amazing to think that this is where he is right now. This is where this team is right now. They should be able to navigate the cap fine enough. We can get into that a little bit later in the next couple of weeks. But... This team's going to be really fucking good, and he's only getting better, man. It's it's awesome. Yeah, and I I do want to make a... Now that we've killed every other fan base, there is something I'd like to ask you guys because it just it blows my mind that we don't think of it in this context. Uh, I, uh, I want to cleanse your palate, though, so please go to liquiddeath.com slash bell because, you know, as we always say, the, the severed lime for me, the mango for Vince... And basically, I don't even know what uh, Taylor's drinking these days, but it's pretty much all of them because they keep sending more. And it is. The, yeah. What are you on right now, Taylor? What's your favorite liquid death flavor going? Oh, the lime, especially oh, on yeah. Sunday with some of uh, some of that tequila. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I needed a lot of that because uh, I don't know how a lot of bourbon got into my gla- uh, glass, uh, Vince Quinn. But don't worry about it. It made, it made for a very interesting post-game show, and if I didn't have the liquid death lime and a little bit of coffee, let's be honest with you, uh, yeah. I probably would have been even more of a mess. So uh, not only does it taste great, it uh, fulfills every part of uh, you know liquidating and murdering your thirst and making sure you have valid uh, thoughts like this one. Um, I would say that it's surprising to me how much we looked at one instance in Donovan McNabb's career because it was so heavily publicized on ESPN and into the Dirty 30 and Angelo and all that. Um, Don't you think what Jalen's been through, through the Philadelphia Eagles fan base, including all the shit that we just talked about previously, like with that, this guy was hated or not thought of as a 
player that's going to be here for a year or more, uh, even coming into this season, you can all smile and say, I wasn't one of those people now, but like there was on record, very heavy doubt that this kid would be able to throw a football. And a lot of people saying, Oh, there's nothing saying that he's going to get better, which was like mind blowing to me. If you follow his college career up until now, there's lots of, lots of little things to, to look at and see. So, uh, how is it that we are probably still to this day and for the end of time going to bring up Donovan McNabb was booed and we will probably never, ever hear again. No one thought Jalen Hurts could be a quarterback for a year in the city of Philadelphia. Explain that to me. Well, how is that never going to come up again? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the problem is people don't like McNabb now. And there's a lot of reasons for that. So they look back and they're like, oh, I mean, maybe he had a great career, you know, five conference championship games, maybe he had a great career, but uh, fuck that guy. We should have booed him. You know what I mean? Like that's just, it's just revisionist history. And that's why people like T.O. these days, even though they hated his guts when he left the city because of McNabb and how they felt about McNabb. It just changed everything. So for Jalen, yeah, he's becoming like an icon in the city. And it, people aren't going to want to acknowledge it as much. And plus, it's not as big of a vocal moment because they draft him, but he's a second-round pick. It's not as vocal in the moment with him on stage. You know what I mean? Like, McNabb was one of the top picks in the draft. So when, when it's everybody watching and he's on TV and the whole city is booing him, it feels like, for people that were there and watching on TV, that sticks. Uh, I mean, here's the thing for, for me with McNabb that I always think is interesting, and it's worth saying because Tom Brady retired today. The Patriots cheated and cost him a Super Bowl. I mean, they did. Like, they, they cheated and cost him a Super Bowl. You can say the same thing about Andy Reid, Brian Dawkins, all these other guys. I mean, as much as we talk about them this week and these next two weeks, they got cheated out of a Super Bowl. They lost by three to a team that won three Super Bowls. They cheated through that entire era. It is well documented. They were sanctioned for it. And ultimately, they got away with it. So, like, how, how is it the, the McNabb comparisons? I would wonder if McNabb did win a Super Bowl. I mean, I mean it's if, I don't I don't know. I uh, uh it, and it might have that might have changed everything. Who knows? McNabb might have stayed in Philadelphia or whatever it is, but I just I don't envision Jalen wanting to leave Philadelphia if he has a choice. I don't see where like he has done everything right. He is, you know, for the most part for some reason like earned the respect of the city simply just by being him and you know, doing that whole Zen stuff of just like, I, I can't control what other people think about me. I'm just going to go do the work that I need to do. I've been through this before. Um, this is probably nothing else than I've heard from Alabama. And it's just like how they handled both situations and what they were given. I guess it's just because I feel so fucking disgusted because everyone talked me out of booing the Carson Wentz pick because of McNabb and because they said, hey, you don't want to make the same mistake twice and do all this when I'm sitting here going, that's a third round pick and you're going to drift in the first round and it's going to drive me nuts. Like, what are we doing here? I was freaking out. And then I was like, you know what? Okay. We just went through Sam Bradford. I'm probably not seeing this right. I will not boo Carson Wentz. Well, boy, oh boy, was I in the fucking wrong there. You know, like it's just, and so was everybody else. So it's just like, man, I'll never think it's enough just because of what Jalen has gone through in this fan base. I don't think we have sat there and admitted that, and everyone's gun shy about like, why are you bringing that up now, bro? Like everybody likes him. Yeah, but we treated him like shit for a year. For a year, and he said they, encompassing 
meaning the front office, us, all, all that. And I think that's very valid. I'm not asking, I'm not, you know, don't ask for an apology. I'm not asking for, for that. I'm just saying recognize that you fucked up really bad. <laughs> and it's not enough for me. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, but I'm just saying it's pretty crazy to me that uh, we would still want to kill uh, Donovan McNabb to his day uh, for a lot of different reasons, but... Whew. Like we just kind of passed by that we treated Jalen like shit for like a year straight. Yeah, I mean and now, we, now we're his best friend. <laughs> for September, for a lot of people, and then for other people, I mean, what eight no was maybe when they flipped that Jalen was really good. Like I mean, there was still yeah. resistance for a while because people that you see first couple of games they win all of those games and they're like, well, yeah, but AJ Brown and you know what I mean? Like it just. You just don't want to give it to him. And and that's what it's been this whole year, his whole career, everything with Howie. And it it just lines up, man. Like, that's what's so cool about it. It's all these guys that have just been thrown aside or dismissed for one reason or another. They're all figuring it out right now on a level that nobody seems to be able to stop. And I don't think they will. I mean, it's, it's very likely Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl with one loss this whole year, which is amazing. Amazing. You hear that, Chris Sims? <laughs> Not that anybody cares anymore, but like, you know, Taylor brought up today that uh, he he flipped the script and apologized and all this stuff. Like, who cares? I don't I don't even know what the point of that is at this point. The guy that like, <laughs> first of all, this fan base didn't think he was going to throw. Uh, then it goes to well. You're not going to, just like you said, well, he's not going to win eight games in a row. Well, it won't be 13. Well, it's not this. Well, I haven't done this yet. Well, he hasn't won a playoff game. Well, he hasn't won two playoff games. Well, he hasn't won the Super Bowl. So it's just like, Jesus Christ, you cut, you keep moving that doubt line until like there is no possible way. I would have, if Chris Sims, fuck you, I would have held on to that take. You should have been the next Merrill Hodge. You remember when Merrill Hodge used to do that? Somebody pointed that out on her Twitter. I was like, oh, yeah, Merrill Hodge used to play that ESPN role all the time, and he was really up the Falcons' ass, I think, going into that same Super Bowl year and would just kill the Eagles. Like, they're not going to do it. They're not as good as Michael Vick and all this other stuff, and he just kept playing it up and playing it up. And uh, I think that's what Chris Sims is here, except he's dead serious about it. You know, like, uh, yeah, why, would yeah. you, why would you flip now and say he's a top ten? Like you just made a great mentions. Take. His mentions are blowing up every single day, all day. It's Eagles fans ripping into shit, and he's tired of it. So he's just like, "Yeah, fine. I'm I'm wrong about it." Even though he probably still believes deep down that he's right, I I think he's just admitting defeat for the sake of trying to move on. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's I don't know. You think that's going to work, Taylor? I don't think that's going to work at all. <laughs> you can't no, he just doesn't. He, he doesn't care. That's his lane. He just rips whatever quarterback he doesn't think is good enough. He's been doing this for as long as he's been on NBC pretty much. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I don't know. No one gets my apologies. Sorry. Like not for, not for a couple of years and you're more than welcome to, to jump on board and I'm not going to treat anyone different. If you want to get on the, on the bandwagon, but if you ever utter the words, I always like Jalen. Eh, that's like, uh, I was at, you know, Bill's Oilers 1992 for the comeback or whatever. And <laughs> somehow everybody was at that game. So I don't want to hear that shit. I'm just saying like, I think we have, even still, even with all these gifts, even with all this wonderfulness, we have put major doubt on Howie Roseman even this year. And I'm even mad at that son of a bitch that did put up that sign. And I, I and where was that? In Texas? Uh, you're forgiven, Howie, for getting it. Fuck you, man. Like, no way. And if you have got to, like, 
go to the far ends of the earth to to go on some weird tangent like Jalen Hurts in this offensive line and this this just doesn't exist or like Jalen needs help yeah no shit dumbass like of, of course he does because he's not the best quarterback in the world but his ability to keep getting better and his ability overall you put those two things together, that's all you fucking need. And he's a real one, not not one of those coach speak like, yeah, this guy gets it, and he's a real, real man's man, and he's a real coach on the field, which is like Vince Quinn likes to put out all the time. Sounds like you're trying to date an ugly person, you know, like really shining it up to be basically say he's Brock Purdy, you know, and that's not Jalen Hurts here. Uh, and he's proven that time and time again. And Vince Quinn, I'm just, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for everyone to get all, Fired up. Uh, I don't know. About, uh, Kelsey Brothers storyline needs to stop being said. I love them to death. I just <laughs> 72 hours is already enough and they're going to talk on their podcast a lot about it. So I'd like to just hear it from them. Yeah, I, I think I've seen about 35 posts already on Twitter about the Kelsey's mom and she's wearing that jersey of Jason and Travis. It's that mixed jersey. And like, yeah, I'm over it, too. Uh <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm already tired of it. We're all going to be incredibly tired of it. That's the Super Bowl, baby. It's, it's the downside <laughs> of the Super Bowl is you just get hammered with all these stupid storylines and interviews and whatever. But look, at the end of the day, the Eagles are going to be able to focus. We're all going to get through this, and we're going to get to the game at some point, and we're going to have a wonderful time at City Hall. So that's all I'm looking for. I'm just it, You just put your head down and chug through for the next two weeks, man. That's all it is. Oh, hell yeah. That's, uh, that sounds uh, great. By the way, any, um, any videos catch your eye? I just wanted to say I'm incredibly biased, but uh, I actually thought the one that Vince Quinn took and put it on our uh, Bell and the Birdman Instagram and our TikTok where the dude is uh, standing up on one of the grease poles leading one of the loudest Eagles chants uh, on Broad Street. I thought that was so cool. And I didn't even know you could uh, to upload it in a, uh, a street filled of, of cell phones. So Good one on you, Vince Quinn. If you haven't seen that, make sure to go uh, join us on Instagram because I know it's there. So good work. Yeah, yeah thank you. It was, it was cool to see that, man. I mean, he's standing on top of the pole. He's on a couple of signs. He's got a giant Eagles flag behind him that's hanging off the street pole, and he's doing the chant, and everybody's in. Like, that was a cool vibe. I also saw a guy that was, like, literally crowd surfing and throwing jello shots like crazy. <laughs> so, so that was pretty insane. Uh, I just, I really loved watching that. So yeah, I can't wait to see what people do once they win the Super Bowl, man. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely have like a super cut of, uh, of both broad streets and compare them by, by side by side. Cause, uh, uh, I can't wait to see you there again, guys. Uh, that's where we'll be. We're going to, we're going to go from Vince's apartment on Super Bowl day. Uh, we're going to invite some more people. We will have supposedly a very special guest. And we won't announce that until it's fully confirmed and all coming here. But it is somebody not from this country, and we're very excited for that. And uh, we hope that we can, you know, say that on Thursday. So I wanted to guess Mrs. Kelsey. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that, Mrs. Kelsey, you're always welcome to Vince Quinn's apartment. Uh, the wings are great. So uh, I can confirm that. I will never say a bad thing about the wings of Vince Quinn. Uh, yeah. So... 
uh, I don't think I'll say a bad thing about you uh, either. So, and uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, watching wherever you are getting this. Make sure to subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and turn those notifications on if you're watching on YouTube. And certainly give us those five stars, please, wherever you're listening to this on your podcast platforms. Go buy some hats. Uh, we will have, I have seen the mock-ups, we will have a new Super Bowl shirt that I think is so fucking cool. Uh, and that is coming from our friends over at Forbidden Canvas, so make sure you're buying. I'd rather be watching the birds, which is... Uh, Taylor, confirm this for me. It is just a straight-on sale. There's no promo code or anything right now, right? Yes, no code, eight bucks off Woo! right now. Damn. That is pretty, pretty effing sweet. So a $40 hat becomes $32 all this, well, all leading up to the Super Bowl. So it'll go away after that, and uh, we appreciate your support as, uh, as much as you've been pumping out. It has been amazing to get all those texts and Discord messages and all that stuff. So uh, we will see you very soon, and uh, there will be more content. Keep watching, keep listening, keep subscribing. Okay, bye.